Hey, you guys, welcome to the Main and Magic podcast, where each episode we'll discuss a different aspect of Disney from vacation tips, Disney history, top fives, cast member interviews, and more. I'm your host, Dawn Brown, and this is episode number one. I'm here to bring you the guests and info that'll help you have the best possible Disney experience, whether you're adventuring in the parks or at home via Disney movies, shows, and books. And we're sure to make some friends along the way. You'll soon be able to catch all the audio recordings on our website at mainandmagic.com. But for now, be sure to subscribe on iTunes or on apps like Google Podcasts and Stitcher. Just search for Main and Magic. You can also find us on Instagram at Maine and Magic, and after the show, we invite you to join our community on Facebook to share your thoughts about each topic and to connect with other Disney fans. For this episode, I'm just going to share a little info about myself and introduce you to what's planned for this podcast and what inspired me to do it. So my Disney fandom started early when I was a little kid in the mid-80s up in Michigan. Since we have family in Venice, Florida, which is on the Gulf side, when we would visit them, we were able to make a day trip over to the parks. I was a tween during the Walt Disney Animation Renaissance that brought us The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King. And that put Disney more front and center in our lives as each year we couldn't wait to see what story would come next. Over the years, as Walt Disney World grew with the addition of the Disney MGM Studios Park, the water parks, and multiple resort hotels, my parents started to think about taking a Disney-centered vacation. And in 1996, we did. For the first time ever, they bought a Disney vacation package and we stayed at the Port Orleans Resort and had park hoppers and a character breakfast and the whole Disney experience. And it was awesome. And it changed the way we do Disney forever. Just a few years later, in late 2000, I was blowing through a building on my college campus and I saw a poster for the Disney College program. I'd never heard of it and I had no idea what it was, so I went to the presentation to see. It was given by recruiters from the Disney company who detailed basically what amounts to the lowest level internship possible, (laughs) but it was paid and I could get college credit for doing it and, of course, Who doesn't want to work at Disney for a few months and have free access to the parks for basically selling churros? So I decided to apply, which at the time you had to do right there on the spot, and then be interviewed by one of the Disney recruiters. And a few weeks later, I got an acceptance letter, and in February 2001, I packed my car and drove to Florida to start my program. I was assigned to Disney MGM Studios as a role hopper, which meant I would be cross-trained in at least two roles. So I first landed in what is called merchantainment, where I worked 
in the stores in Animation Courtyard. So this is the area of the park that has the Little Mermaid stage show and Disney Junior. So I actually worked in the store that the Little Mermaid show dumped into, which sold princess costumes. I worked at the location next door, which was called the Studio Store, and they sold like a lot of plushes. Uh, I worked in the Art of Disney store, where one unsuspecting day I sold an $11,000 painting. Um, plus, I worked other merchandise locations in the area, and I was even selected to be on the opening day crew for the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire merchandise location. Halfway through my program, as part of my designation as a roll hopper, I would get relocated to quick service, food and beverage, mostly working at the Sunset Ranch Market down towards uh, like Rock and Roller Coaster and Tower of Terror. Uh, I was mostly selling turkey legs at Toluca Turkey Legs, but I did also get to work at PV's Polar Pipeline and Gertie's. Anywho, during our training, which is called Traditions, my other fellow studios, cast members, and myself got a park tour where the guide showed us the backstage areas, but also took us on stage and pointed out certain locations and details in the park and told their backstories. This was the first time I really started to understand that everything really did have a story. That a number wasn't just a number, a door wasn't just a door, and there were historical references and elements hidden in plain sight. We know when we walk down Main Street or through Fantasyland and see the details that it looks a certain way that makes sense for the space that we're in. Starting really with Walt himself, there was this idea that people wouldn't necessarily notice anything specific if everything looked right and fit the perceived story being told, but they would definitely notice if a detail didn't fit or if it looked wrong or did not go with the story, which is one of the reasons the Imagineers and designers obsess over everything right down to the garbage can designs. Of course, once I realized everything has a meaning and a backstory, I started looking around and had like a million questions. And in 2001, the internet was not what it is now, so learning new facts was a lot harder. After my program ended, I decided to stick around for another year as a regular cast member. Then, after about a 10-month break, in 2003, I applied for a professional internship at Disney's Animal Kingdom, which I was offered a position to and gleefully accepted. And once again, during our training park tour of Animal Kingdom, the secrets, details, and backstories throughout the park had me in awe. During my entire time as a cast member, and all the time since, I've loved reading, researching, and discovering new stories, new history, and all the little details that make Disney parks so special and so magical. So why a podcast? Well, my day profession is as a photographer for things like elopements, weddings, engagement sessions, those kinds of things, and I've always included an element of Disney in my website. I like to blog about Disney topics from time to time, and I've photographed some engagement and family sessions at the Walt Disney World Resorts, and I found I was wanting to talk about a larger variety of Disney topics and dig in further on different aspects of Disney fandom, and it 
just was not going to work as part of my photography business. So I thought, what the hey, I'll start a podcast and get my friends and family that love talking Disney involved. Then we can talk about whatever we want and share our memories, our tips, trivia, opinions, and kind of just whatever our hearts desire. And hopefully we can connect with and help other people love the parks as much as we do. So the goal of this podcast is really threefold. First, I want to help you have the best possible Disney vacation by sharing our tips, opinions, and knowledge about Disney parks and experiences. Second, I want to teach you about Disney history and current Disney facts and stories through unique conversations with a variety of guests. Third, I want to make connections with other Disney fans through our public platforms like our Facebook page and Instagram feed, as well as grow our magical community of Disney friends through our Facebook group. In fact, we started our Facebook group off with a special event unveiling our logo and sharing about all the Disney details and references it includes. It was created by a really talented graphic designer that's part of our Facebook community, and she did an incredible job designing a logo to represent everything we have planned for the podcast. The video has since been added to our Facebook page, which is public, and I hope you'll take a few minutes to watch it so you can be in on the backstory of our fun episode welcome tagline. And with that, I welcome you and invite you, as I will each episode, to join us on the red car trolley as we take a ride to the crossroads of Maine and magic. Magic.